Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Welcome to Passage to Profit, the inventor show, where we're all about intellectual property and business. This is Richard Gearhart, founder of Gearhart Law, a full service intellectual property firm. Do you have a patent, trademark, or copyright issue? Well, he's the guy you want to talk to. This is Elizabeth Gearhart here. We start off by interviewing a successful business person. Yes, and we love to interview entrepreneurs, too, and talk about their intellectual property as well as their new businesses. In fact, we have three amazing entrepreneurs presenting today after our guest. Lots of dirty things, too, that we're going to be talking about. You mean dirty things like the big O? Yes, absolutely. We're going to be talking about the big O. One of my favorite topics of all time should be one of your too. And what this is really all about is a trademark dispute. Two companies fighting over the letter O, if you can believe it. And I'm reading from the Detroit News here. It says a New York-based sports network has turned to the federal courts in its trademark dispute with Ohio State University. Overtime Sports, an online network focusing on high school basketball and football, filed a trademark application for the letter O, and Ohio State tried to stop them. So, first of all, you got to be surprised that somebody would even try to trademark the letter O. Well, they didn't actually trademark just the circle. They trademarked their specific way of making it look, right? Well, that's right. But I'm looking at these two O's. I'm holding them up in front of a camera for when we put this on our YouTube channel and stuff. And I don't think they look alike. Well, Ohio State goes on to say, I think this is pretty interesting, that while Ohio State recognizes that there are many legitimate, non-conforming uses of the letter O, There can be no doubt when the vast majority of people see a block O, they think of Ohio State. I am not in the majority. Are you convinced? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a college sports fan, so no, I would not think that, but. Absolutely. Well, you know, Gerhardt Law does get involved in trademark disputes all the time. And we hope to resolve them for our clients. And sometimes we defend trademarks and sometimes we pursue trademark infringers. It's an area of expertise and we understand these issues. And even though it sounds a little crazy to start with that maybe somebody would try to file a trademark on a letter, it really is possible to receive a trademark registration under the right circumstances. So by all means, if you have something crazy that you want to trademark, please let us know and we'll do our best. So when you file a trademark application, then there's like a period where people can make an opposition against it or something? Yeah, and it usually doesn't happen. But in cases like this, if you have like a high dollar institution like Ohio State that makes millions from licensing its trademark portfolio, of course, they're going to be all over that. Right. And they're going to rather than file a lawsuit, they're going to challenge you at the trademark office. But it only happens once in a great while. Not a concern for the normal business owner. But if you did happen to find yourself in that situation, you really do need to contact a trademark attorney. So if you file a trademark application and you start using your trademark and then this happens, then you really need a trademark attorney to help you. But typically you can file your trademark application and start using your trademark. Absolutely. That's what most people do. Or they use it before they even file the application. So we'll see how this turns out. I mean, I guess you can trademark. We'll keep you updated. I guess today Passage to Profit is brought to you by the letter O. (laughs) (laughs) So our next segment is the IP wheel, intellectual property features, and we're going to break it out into segments each week. So some weeks we're going to have the patent palooza, where we'll have a fascinating story about intellectual property and patents. And we kind of did trademark terror with Kenya last time. Right. And the second segment is trademark terror. And so that's where we talk about trademarks. And then we are also going to talk about trade secret expose which is all about trade secrets. And today, we're going to be talking about copyright conundrum with our very favorite and special guest, Dave Anderson, the business bully who is into so many things right now. I can't even keep them all straight, right, Dave? I'm doing the best I can out here. (laughs) That's all. Hardworking man. Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. Okay. And then you also have a copyright story, and we really want to hear about that. I've gotten a lot 
lot done in the past six you, months. So you, you've been moving and shaking, man. A little bit. So I'm, I'm relaunching my podcast, the Business Bully Podcast, which is an absolute joy to be able to get back on on-demand audio and, and speak to folks. Aside from that, uh, we're launching a brand new TV network called Business Bully TV, or the BBN, as people like to call it, because it's the Business Bully Network. And I wanted to create something in the market that focused on entrepreneurs and not just entrepreneurship, meaning that you have people who are big on health and yoga and wellness and trademarks and patents and money. Oh, my. And so <laughs> there's so much that happens in life that we don't really take into account that all of these people are entrepreneurs. And so I wanted to show that there is room for an entrepreneurship lifestyle network. And so that's what we created. And I'm happy to announce that Passage to Profit is one of our inaugural shows. So if you're interested, you can go to businessbully.tv or if you're on Amazon Fire TV or Roku TV, you can download the Business Bully Network right now just look for business bully tv so there's that and then i've also invested in a a wonderful company that's been around for a little while called the winston box Hmm. now here's the reason i don't know if everyone in the room can see me but for those of you in radio land imagine a very large man coming at you with very very big stature and imagine that very large man wants to go out and wear nice clothes but unfortunately every time he goes to a big and tall shop it's kind of like oh paying a fifth of my daughter's college tuition just to get a suit <laughs> and so what we did is we created a subscription box that would be able to round out pieces in your wardrobe without taking you to the cleaners because if you spend 75 bucks in a big and tall shop you're walking out with a shirt or a pair of pants or maybe two polos shirts so we created an entire box where you'll get like a jacket a shirt a pair of pants uh for 75 bucks so if you go to the winstonbox.com and put in the keyword bully i'm going to sacrifice my third stake in the company by giving you 25 dollars off a 75 dollars subscription box wow right now you are wearing clothes from that box. i am i i've got my leather and uh peruvian material uh sweatshirt and uh the jeans are mine and the, the sneakers are nike but everything from the waist up my massive waist up is available right now at the Winston Box, so we're excited about that. You know, this first time I haven't seen you in a t-shirt. I know, you right? See really, like, and wow, you look so he good. Looks great. <laughs> Fashion. You're knocking so them all dead. He's wearing hey. a red quilted snap-up vest yes. with a black banded collar. Well, red collar with black stripes around it, yes. kind of. And it's really pretty sharp looking. And but I love the leather on the sweatshirt. That is so. Isn't it I've, sexy? Yes. Is that real leather? It's genuine, one hundred percent Peruvian leatherette. Thank you, <laughs> leatherette. Leatherette. Well, that's even better. We're vegan, but see, I had to ask, right? <laughs> We're vegan. So, no cows have been maimed in the making of Dave Anderson's sweatshirt because you have to take at least two and a half cows. I mean, Bill ain't going to cut it, people. So I so, think that's a great idea because for me, I have to shop on Zappos, as I've said many times, because I have these short little wide feet. I have like boat paddles for feet or whatever. It's the only place I can get wide shoes, but they do cost a lot of money. You cannot get wide women's shoes for cheap. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to work on wide women's shoes next. Thank oh, you. Yeah, just, just for her. Just for you. So, just for her. But you know, that's, that's the thing. We go from 1X to 6XT. Wow. You know, great. so if you're big, we pretty much got you covered. And it makes a lot more sense. So tell us about BBN. You know, when I first heard that you were doing a TV network for entrepreneurs, I was like, where has that been? It is such a good idea. And, you know, you have networks for all sorts of different things now. Why not one for entrepreneurs? Yeah, I decided to do it because what I was seeing in the market, I don't know if you guys know this as well, but I'm a young black man. And when you, uh, I'm going to be honest, when you turn on the TV, when you see a big young black man, somebody is usually suspect number three. Or they're playing with a ball, or they're telling a joke, or they've got a wicked jump shot, or they just tackled 15 people on the football field. There's never people who look like my big young man, you know? And so I wanted to create something that showed that there are some of us who have nuclear families, and some of us that, you know, are in the 1%, and some of us that actually go out and serve our communities and, you know, take care of kids and walk little old women across the street, and we have you know, varied and amazing lifestyles. And then there are these people who have phenomenal products and services, but all they can do is have an Etsy shop. And, you know, being on Etsy, you might as well just be a a clear needle in a haystack factory and try to figure out, 
you know, how to get seen and how to get exposure. And so I wanted to create something where they would be able to sell their products and services. Sort of like a home shopping network yeah. for entrepreneurs, Absolutely. right? For Etsy-type people that don't Etsy have a 10,000 things to yeah. sell. Right. Right? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying a warehouse. I refuse, Gearhearts. I'm not <laughs> we you know, asked, so, you said no. What can no, we say? No, I'm not doing that. But the thing of it is, there's, there's so much value there. And to be in 48 million homes, you know, off the bat is no small feat. And on top of that, when you look at how cable is operating right now, no one wants to pay $3,600 a year for cable when you have so many different options. And so this just made the most sense. So tell us about some of the other programming that you've got. Okay, so the one thing that I'm a big fan of is movies. I like movies. They're my escape because this genius brain has to shut down. So there's this guy I saw on YouTube named E-Man. He sort of looks like me, just a little bit smaller and a lot more Chicago. Anyway, (laughs) E-Man does these phenomenal reviews, and he breaks things down, and he does uh, non-spoiler reviews because a lot of people on the Internet, they spoil the movie for me, and I just want to know if it's good or not, daggone it. So I I hired E-Man because his movie reviews are phenomenal, and he'll actually go go back and do throwback reviews. So if you're trying to catch up with Star Wars, he'll give you an entire rundown of Star Wars. Those do have spoilers in it because, I mean, it's it's been around for a minute. But... His content is phenomenal. Rick and Sasha out of Atlanta, nationally syndicated uh, in 20 markets. Um, They're a morning show, kind of uh, younger ended. Um, They're on the network as well. I also have had so many, out of 30 years in radio almost, uh, so many interviews that no one ever got to see. So much stuff that got on the cutting room floor. And I used to go by Taz Daddy because I was hip hop. Like, don't hold me for it. I'm a 42-year-old man with grown children. But at the time, I wasn't. And so I had this show called Taz Daddy, The Lost Tapes, where you hear about how Jamie Foxx actually created How to Get Away with Murder, that hit show on ABC. And there are interviews with Mike Epps, and I have interviews with Russell Simmons and all of these wonderful, notable people. I sat down with Wolf. And Puck, and he made uh, sandwiches, the same sandwiches that Justin Timberlake likes to eat when he sees him. So there are all these uh, amazing things. And then we have a show in the UK uh, called Sugarcane. And if you've ever seen like ESPN, um, like First Take or Undisputed on FS1, imagine if it was three women talking about pop culture and entrepreneurship. That's what that show is. It's a debate show for women. And we also have, uh, you know, yoga folks. There's there's something in there for everybody. So right now we're looking for documentary filmmakers and um, some animation because I want to have a nice lifestyle network for families who are interested in seeing entrepreneurship in a different light. It's That's very great. exciting. It's very exciting. Well, I'm excited. How do we do this again? Uh, see the TV programs? You've got to get a Roku or an Amazon. How does all yeah, that work? Roku, um, you can get Amazon Fire Stick. Also, if you just want to stream it live on any device, you can go to businessbully.tv and you can stream it live. There is a live stream that plays and there's also on-demand channels. Pastures the Prophet is playing on on-demand channel as well as in that 24-7 live stream. And we're going to be doing live specials and things like my conferences, award shows, things of that nature. We're doing a lot of uh, amazing programming. So it's not just canned content like Netflix. There are live elements as well. So we're really excited right now. So I do want to say one thing here. Not everything that comes out on iHeartRadio or in the podcast ends up on the TV show. So if you want to hear the whole podcast or hear maybe someone who didn't make it on the TV show, you really need to listen to the radio show when it plays. And you can go to the Passage to Profit website to get the link to the iHeart podcast site to download our podcast. Passage to Profit is about entrepreneurs, but it's also about intellectual property. And so one of the things we wanted to ask Dave about was his copyright issue. So we're (laughs) talking about copyright conundrums. Dave, tell us what happened there. Every day, I probably have about 30 to 50 pieces of content to go out throughout social media and on the internet. Um, In that, the majority of that stuff, 99.93% of it comes from my brain. Uh, making it what we would call my intellectual property. Stop me where we go wrong with the legalese. I didn't finish law school. So far, so good. Anyway and anyhow, I put a post up on Facebook, and that post was about uh, Steve Harvey's adopted daughter, Lori. Now, for those of you who do not uh, know Steve Harvey's adopted daughter, Lori, she's a gorgeous girl, she's a model, and she's had a very interesting dating history. Uh, She's dated Puff Daddy's son. She's dated Puff Daddy. She's dated Trey Songs, <laughs> and now she's with this rapper Future, who is famous not only for his melodic style of rap, but for the fact that he has one, two, three, four, five uh, baby mamas. <laughs> and Whoa. Uh, sounds like a catch to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what this guy is so doing. I'm trying to figure out the copyright <laughs> angle on this. I'm, but I'm getting keep there. Going. So okay. I, I was saying, I was saying that I am not upset at Lori Harvey for dating around. I'm not upset with her dating future. Well, I'm we upset, appreciate that, Dave. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> upset that she has all of this attention on her 
but yet and still she has no product or discernible service to sell. So I go about my day because I'm running four or five businesses and all of a sudden I'm getting all of these tweets and emails and, and, and direct messages and someone says, hey, somebody stole your stuff. And so I looked and this woman had taken a picture of Future with Lori Harvey, taken my words verbatim and put them in a meme and then that meme went viral. All while my stuff was going viral, you know, at the same time. She said, oh, I'm just going to hop on this and I'm going to remix it. Is that competing viruses? Yes, it's, it's definitely, you know what <laughs> But I'm she saying? didn't give Dave any credit. No, but she watermarked well, my stuff. Well, that is wrong. So what happened she next? She watermarked your stuff? Yeah, what? So, yeah, yeah, she watermarked my stuff with her at whatever the heck it was. And so what happened was I reached out to her and I got blocked. My team reached out to her and they got blocked. And oh so um, at that point, fans were reaching out to her and she was blocking and deleting as if she was Bruce Lee, on, you know, on a speed binge. <laughs> so what happened was I said, OK, you don't want to talk to me? No problem. So what I did was I went and called a couple of friends over at Instagram because I have friends over at Instagram. And I said, hey, this is my intellectual property. We, we actually did a video where we showed you can go and look at the back end coding of when somebody put something up and then when somebody else put something up and it was open and shut. So after that, they shut her down. Awesome. And that's what you don't do because you never know who has a team and, you know, it's very litigious. So, but you like owned me. the copyright on I that. sure did. Right. And so you get a copyright as soon as you create the work. So as soon as you started doing those Instagram posts, you had a legal copyright. And since they copied it exactly, Instagram knew that they were violating the law mm-hmm. and they had no choice but to take it down. And so it was really great that they did that. But you were exercising your legal copyright. That's right. And sometimes you want to register your copyrights, but you can't register everything. You kind of save it for the most important types of works that you create, like a book or a movie or a song. Right. I would always tell our clients that you should try to approach somebody first Mm -hmm. before getting attorneys involved, because lots of times you can do what Dave did and point it out and get results. And I'm sure being as prolific as you are, uh, it probably even happens more often than you know. Yeah, and the thing of it is, I don't mind, like, take my stuff. Just give me my credit. I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy that minds that. Like, I like going viral. You know, my uh, that original post on Facebook had, like, 1,700 shares and, like, 10,000 likes, all that good stuff, uh, you know. But my whole thing is, just credit me for what it is that I bring to the world. I only think that that's fair. You know, if I came up with it, let me have it. And so that's, you know, that's what that came down to. It was really hurtful because I'm like, hey, like I would have just said thanks if you had just given me credit and we could have let this go. But, you know, when you try to play with me, well, then at that point, I, I got to get funky. Yeah, well, and I like what you said about the intellectual property because I don't think people, I mean, people throw the word around. It really is property. You can will patents down to your kids when you die and stuff. I mean, it's it's like hard property, only it's your intellect. So it's kind of hard to explain, but it, it really has a lot of value. But it's the law of ideas. Mm-hmm. And the law protects ideas because they hope that people are going to invest more, try harder, if they know that they can own it and they can profit from it. You are listening to Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart on WOR 710, The Voice of New York. And we've just been talking with Dave Anderson. And we will be right back with our guest, Tom Kutzman, who's got just like an incredible new thing to talk about. And we have lots of more dirty things coming up (laughs) next. There's going to be plenty of dirt in this show. So stay tuned. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney. 
attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. We always try to talk about how we feel like the people that come on this show are inventing the future. And that listening to this show gives you a glimpse into the future. So we have somebody who is doing something now. One thing that we think is going to last well into the future, well, we hope so anyway, is real estate. You're always going to need some place to stand. But the way that we buy and sell it is going to change, right? Absolutely. And that's why Tom is here. Tom Cutsman of Preview is going to be joining us today talking about real estate and the entrepreneurial journey. Thanks for being here, Tom. What are you up to these days? So Preview is a digital home buying platform uh, focused on saving home buyers money. When uh, you hit the nail on the head, the, the traditional model of real estate hasn't really changed much in the last you know, 10, 20 years. So we really envision a world where people can you know, buy and sell their home online. So what we do that's different is that you can be more in control, have more transparency in your buying process, and have it in one place online. So think of it as a one-stop shop for the home buying process. And the best part is that you get a commission rebate. So we give you a portion of the commission we receive for representing you so you could save up to 2% of your purchase price. So on average in New York, our first market, uh, we saved home buyers $23,000 per transaction. So when that's you, because New York real estate's so cheap, right? This definitely works in, in the most you know, metropolitan markets. But when you think of all of the time that really goes into saving for a home, all of the transaction costs in major metropolitan areas, uh, that ab- ability to save home buyers money is something that the industry hasn't been focused on. And all of the technological innovation that's really occurred in the industry has actually been more focused on the agent. So we envision a world where you should really focus on the consumer first and bring that savings to the home buyer. So how do you save them that money? Sure. So in the traditional model, most you know sellers pay 5 to 6% in commission. Half goes to the seller's agent, half goes to the buyer's agent. Most home buyers don't even know what their representative, their buyer's broker is actually getting paid. So what we do is we give you two-thirds of that portion that we receive for representing you. And to the law of all this, commission rebates are legal in 40 U.S. states, including New York, which was our first market. And it's really empowering the consumer that, uh, in a way that has never really been done before. That's really great. So one of the things, my mom used to sell real estate, right? And uh, she's no longer with us, uh, but she'd be interested in this for sure. One of the things, though, that she always used to say was that sellers and real estate agents bring people together on an emotional level, and they make the transaction work because they're really good at putting things in the right perspective for both the buyer and the seller. So how does your software sort of help with that part of the process? Is it more transactional or is there more to it than that? I think there's two key things. First of all, we envision ourselves as a friend in the early miles and an expert in the last mile. Purchasing a home is the largest transaction in most people's lives. Uh, So you really do want an expert with you from offer through closing, especially through the legalese to make sure you're not only getting a great price, but also protecting yourself from title, et cetera, et cetera. But when you really take a step forward to where things are going, people don't want to deal with a pushy agent from the beginning. They're accustomed to platform experiences. They're used to buying their groceries online. They're used to purchasing, you know, flights online. So they're, they're much more able to do things on their own, but they want an expert in the last mile. So by creating that technology platform, by really elevating that experience for the home buyer, uh, it makes it a much richer experience and you can really save people money. And it makes the agent's experience much more efficient by everything being digital you can actually focus on doing deals instead of trying to find customers. So research has been done where about 70 to 80% of most agents' time is focused on finding a client and 20 to 30 focused on servicing them. Our agents focus 100% on customer service. So the average agent nationwide does four to five transactions a year. Our agents are on pace to do 36 deals per year. So it's it's really that efficiency of the platform because you have a much more self-service experience in the early parts where you don't want to deal with a pushy agent. Wow. So literally, on average, you're saying your agents are doing three times what most people are doing in the market? Five to six times. Jeez Louise, I'm in the wrong business. So how are you <laughs> finding the people, the clients? Sure. So you know, in, the, in every major you know, consumer product, you're connecting with folks online. So we focus on you know, digital content. We have a very active blog. We've really taken a playbook out of the technology sector. Folks like HubSpot, Intercom, that really have put out educational content that helps that well-researched home buyer find us and connect with us. So 
we really view ourselves as a, as a good steward for the home buyer to educate them and save them money. So how long have you been doing this? The model in its current form, we started in June of 2017. So we're approaching you know, three years later this year. Uh, we're live and licensed in New York, Connecticut. And just this past fall, we raised our uh, seed round of financing to enter new markets and really accelerate our growth. And how many customers have taken advantage of Purview? Sure. So, uh, you know, we've approached like the 200 deal mark so far. So it's obviously a you know, great proof point for us. And, you know, we anticipate that number being a, a multiple uh, in the coming year. So I want to ask something about how it works. Maybe this hasn't been done with it yet, but I could see it almost. Let's say that I want to move to New York or have to move to New York from no. Alaska. And I am <laughs> a super busy, successful entrepreneur, and I just don't even have time to go Look at a bunch of houses with a real estate agent in New York. Not even look at one. I just want to do it all online. Can I do that with this? Sure. Yeah. So if you want to search online and just see the photos you like and see the particular property in your price point, uh, on every single listing on our site, you can click make an offer. You begin an offer automation and you're connected with a preview agent that takes you from offer through closing, dealing with comparable analysis, every documentation you need. And we've even had some buyers that we've worked with that the first time we actually meet them is at the closing. Wow. Do they have to come to the closing, I guess, to sign the title papers? And- you, you could do a power of attorney. So, you know, some, in some cases, you don't actually even have to be at the closing in most, uh, most real estate transactions. So if I wanted to move from Alaska, I could do all this and I could show up in New York with the moving truck on Monday at my new house and just move in. Yeah. And, and you'd get a check back from preview. And how do I get the keys then? <laughs> I guess you have to meet me there, right? Well, that's one of the nice parts. There about are still some tangible things. Yeah. That's one of the nice parts about New York, uh, especially with a lot of doorman buildings. So you do have some uh, added luxury experiences for, for some select buyers. Yeah, I was going to say for our house, I could just give them the garage door code and leave the keys on the <laughs> counter, right? So, wow, that is very cool. So what is the revenue model for this then? How does Purview make money? Sure. So, you know, we make in the current form, just the brokerage component, we make about you know, up to 1% per transaction. Uh, and we really look at it as a volume game. So, you know, I, I formerly spent time in financial markets and, you know, I've seen how other technology industries in, have changed over time. So even if you look at like, let's just say two verticals, two examples, uh, even look at stock trading, folks like Charles Schwab rationalized the cost for the consumer and it's still a you know, multi-billion dollar business. Look at travel. There used to be travel agents. Now you have Expedia, Priceline, et cetera. So that, that ability to do things online helps you reduce the friction for the consumer and save them a ton of money. So we really believe that the, the folks like ourselves that are going to win this space in real estate are going to be the ones that actually focus on saving the consumer money. Do you guys have like YouTube? Like what, what digital things are you doing that make you guys different? First, we focus on content, so written word. Uh, we're pushing more into you know YouTube's. One great example, one of our uh, more creative agents, uh, she went to the L train at the Bedford Station in Williamsburg and uh, back in November was handing out pumpkin spice lattes to commuters just to get the word out and be part of the community because at the end of the day, real estate is a very hyper-local experience. So that ability to really bring that to, to the consumer and go to where they are, it really creates an extra trust and confidence above and beyond the savings and elevated experience we're creating with the technology. So, Tom, how can consumers reach you again? Sure. So, uh, you know, if you're looking to buy a home in, uh, in New York and m- more great cities to come, uh, go to preview.com. That's P-R-E-V-U.com. Tom Kutzman of Preview. You're listening to Passage to Profit, the inventor show on WOR 710 with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt and our special guest, Dave Anderson, the business bully. We'll be right back after this. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gerhardt Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at Gear. GearHeartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law. www.GearheartLaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit.
it continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Our special guest this evening, Dave Anderson, and we're also here with Tom Cutsman from Preview. Tom, you just recently got your funding, your A round, right? Your seed round? Uh, seed round. Seed, seed round. round. Okay. And you went through a due diligence process, which typically involves all sorts of things. But one of the things that investors often look at is intellectual property, right? So can you tell us a little bit about what a due diligence is like and what your experience was? Obviously, the due diligence process is to protect uh, the investors, right? They want to make sure everything you're telling them is correct. So, you know, it feels like a, a bit of a, almost like a doctor's exam, uh, you know, poking, <laughs> poking and prodding you. Um, but it's really for good purpose, right? right. Uh, especially, you know, I'd recommend for all first-time founders, uh, you know, if you're not thinking about intellectual property and the assignment, especially in a technology industry, like if you're dealing with engineers um, where your defensibility is your technology and that is your moat, you should really be focusing on making sure you have signed agreements in place with all of the actors uh, in your cast, whether it's contractors, employees, you want to have things buttoned up so when you go to that, you know, that lucky moment of your first funding round or your second funding round, you want to really be protected because, one, it shows you're very efficient and you're a prepared operator, but you want to protect the legal side too because that's where your real value comes. It's not necessarily uh, the transactions you've done in the past. It's the technology that will bring you to the future that makes you attractive as an investment or as a, an acquisition in the future. Well, that's music to my patent attorney ears, let me tell you. I love it when people tell these stories because it really does highlight the importance of IP at a critical time in a business when you're trying to obtain funding. Let me draw you out a little bit on the whole assignment thing because it really is important. I think there's some good educational points here for our listeners. Did all of the people who participate in the creation of the intellectual property, were they all employees or were they contractors too or how did that work? It was a mix and I think you see in a lot of startups today, you have your internal folks that are employees, that you have your standard IP assignment agreements at every, you know, when they begin working with you. Uh, but when you engage a contractor, you think you sign the service agreement, you think you're like, oh, we have a signed document, we're all protected, but you need something above and beyond that. So any contractor we deal with, whether it's marketing, technology, et cetera, we've been advised you know, very strongly from the very beginning is protect yourself, make sure you have the right things in place. And it really, you know, it, sh it shined through for us during that diligence process where you know, our lead investor, Corrigan, was super happy. Their lawyers were very happy with uh, how organized we were. So we were, uh, you know, we were very happy how that process went. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you're doing a deal with a vendor and you're an entrepreneur, you got to look at that contract and make sure that you have the intellectual property rights to whatever they create. And so lots of times the arrangements between your business and a vendor can be very informal. Just be a few emails. We'll do this. We've had lots. Nobody really wants to take the time to like go through this big heavy duty contract. And that's fine. But you do want to make sure that you have a clause in the contract that says anything they create, you own. Because if you don't have that clause, then they can raise a fuss about it. And you want to make sure, too, if they're designing something specially for you, that you at least have rights to that in your industry. So sometimes somebody will want to create something and they'll want to use it in different places and they don't want to sign this assignment. But in your case or in the case of the typical entrepreneur, you want to make sure that you own what you're paying for so later on down the road you can do with it what you need to do. And so this is a fantastic example of a company doing all the right things. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd encourage all entrepreneurs, like, get legal counsel very early. Because if you do things wrong in the early part of your process, there's you end up spending a ton more in, in later stages to clean it up. So you know, be diligent right from the very beginning. So what was the process like? I mean, how did you find the investors? How long did it take? It was a first-time process for us to raise an institutional round, so it took a little bit longer than, than most folks. But we were very persistent. We came from a financial markets world. We knew how to put a presentation together. We knew how to think like an investor. So uh, it was a, a little bit easy from the preparation on that side. Uh, but you really have to tell your story, refine your story, and don't be afraid to reach out because the Twitter sphere goes nuts right now in, in the VC community about cold emails and protocols and how you reach out for warm intros. And we reached out to our lead investor, cold email, and you know, probably 30, 35 days later, uh, we had a term sheet. So don't be afraid to reach out because if you have a good story, someone's going to notice. I think it's critical. Like The one thing that kills me is people have all of these rules and all of these things. Well, this protocol you have to do. 
if I need what you have, I am going to brum mush the show. If you're in Indochina, I will show up in a bowl of rice. Listen, <laughs> I, I don't understand. I don't understand this logic of, oh well, you know, you don't want to ruffle, you don't want to ruffle the wrong feathers. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm supposed to ruffle the wrong feathers. And I think the the problem right now in the VC community, it's been so good for so long mm-hmm. that people have become a little bit of prima donnas. And I get it. You're you're talking to a thousand companies a year, but you know, founders are working hard. Reach out, and if it's not a fit, just say. Thanks, not a fit. You don't need to like scold someone for their their protocol on outreach. It's a uh, it's, it's it's a bit funny to watch when uh, when you scroll through your did, Twitter. Did you get a lot of that kind of reaction though from VCs? I mean, were there actually rude VCs? On balance, I think most folks were pretty pretty straightforward. There's definitely a divide between the East Coast and West Coast. Like it's oh. all it's almost like the you know rap from the '90s uh, you know, coming com, com back to the VC world. Uh, I think the two coasts look at things very differently. Uh, not to say one's better or worse than the other, because you know we do have future funding rounds coming up. Um, but uh, just an observation. Just an observation. So I, I think as long as you just treat people like you know the hardworking people they are, reach out, like don't ghost people, don't blank people, uh, and if you're not interested, don't do the soft note. Just say I'm not interested. Like just be straightforward, folks. What advice would you give to entrepreneurs? who are seeking funding. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like, like I said earlier, you really want to focus on having your story. Like, I, I encourage all uh, founders to you know, bootstrap as long as possible. You know, my co-founder, you know, Chase Marsh and I, uh, we started the company with our own money and a, a few friends and family that you know, wanted to invest. Uh, and we went as long as possible bootstrapping. So it teaches you operational discipline. Because when you have a ton of money, you know, you've you've read plenty of stories that people flame out because they don't know how to deploy the capital and they just blow through the money. So, you know, bootstrap as long as possible and make sure you have the proof points where you have a great story to tell and you know where people can't ignore you. What do you think they liked best about your story? In real estate in general, I think a lot of folks focus on the seller side of the transaction. Uh, we focus 100% on the buyer side of the transaction. It's infinitely more scalable. Buyers, there's more portions of their journey that you can help with. So uh, when we think bigger picture vision beyond brokerage, you know, as a one-stop shop, you can do more for a buyer. A seller, they sell their home, they move, they're gone. Like that's it. So there's more things for a buyer's journey from mortgage, title, escrow, moving, et cetera. So you can be a bigger part of a buyer's journey and get into more verticals and really increase that total addressable market beyond just the brokerage commission component. You had to have the whole software engine built for your business, right? It's It wasn't like some open source thing that you could unpack and get running. You had to have a custom software package created. Correct. Yeah, we've, we've built everything from the ground up, from the, the customer experience uh, and in the, in the agent side, we built a proprietary CRM to manage the workflow, which is really like our secret sauce on how we're able to deliver that level of agent efficiency to do the 36 deals per year, that you know, that five to six X of what other traditional agents are doing. Uh, and that was you know, a really a, a great proof point for investors to see how that technology works. So when you say you custom built the CRM, are you saying that the CRM can actually answer a lot of questions for the people involved in the transaction. Is that what was going on? Or So the way we think of our, our technology for the consumer side and the agent side, we're trying to create a guided experience. So a lot of repeatable tasks, automations, things that agents are doing on a regular cadence, making it a click of a button, making it automated, you know, the different features. Uh, that's what saves the consumer time. That's what saves the agent time. And when you think of, you know, that interaction, it, it's a much better experience for both, uh, both parties involved. And so were you able to patent that software package or did you decide against it? We haven't applied for a patent yet, uh, but the nice part is like we, we have built that from scratch so we can pursue that path where I think when you look at a lot of what's called quote unquote tech enabled brokerages today, they're using stock off the shelf stuff that's you know from you know third party vendors. Uh, that's not really scalable if you want to build a national brand. You really want to have your own software, your own workflows that deliver. You're listening to Passage to Profit, The Inventor Show. The things that we're hearing today are really impressive and incredible. And really is interesting to look at a problem from a different side and solve it from a different side that people hadn't been thinking about. That's very creative. So Tom Cutsman that we've just spoken to about an incredible new way to buy a house. And you save a lot of money, like thousands. And you get money back. You get money back. And we had Dave Anderson, who talked about a lot of things, but also about how he shut down a copyright infringer. If you miss those segments, it's really worth it to 
Download the podcast from the iHeart app tomorrow and go back and listen to those. Passage to Profit, the inventor show on WOR 710, the voice of New York. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit Gearheart law.com together we can change the world visit g-e-a-r-h-a-r-t-l-a-w.com this ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson now back to passage to profit once again richard and elizabeth gearhart each of our presenters will have a total of six minutes so they're going to spend two minutes talking about what they're doing and then we're going to ask some questions for the remaining time Tom and Dave and Richard and I will be discussing their companies with them. Our first presenter is a Passage to Profit alum, Janet Ryan. Welcome back, Janet. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. And she has some incredible updates on her company to share. Janet, can you please explain Spectra Spray for those who didn't hear the show the first time and let us know what you've been up to? Sure, sure. Spectra Spray Global is a spray vitamin business. And you spray the vitamins in your mouth, and they absorb directly into your bloodstream through some of the um, tissues in your mouth, the oral mucosa. So I started working mostly with nutritionists, the medical industry, and looking at the company as products that change lives because they work. And so many vitamins are taken these days. People don't always know why they take them. Um, They're afraid if they don't take them, something might happen to them. But they don't always feel a difference. But they do with ours because they absorb. Most recently, I've been very, very blessed to receive a grant from New Jersey. I live in New Jersey to be able to expand my business internationally. Whoa. And thank you. Yes, I wasn't sure whether I should apply because I was a new business at the time. And I was lucky to be awarded this so that I'm able to expand my business through the travel market. It's been a very, very exciting journey so far. We were able to partner with a distributor in Singapore just recently who has really the same mission and vision as we do for changing lives. They currently sell medical supplies, successful for 10 years, and we're really on the same page. So it's very exciting because there's a lot of choices to be made in business these days. Next, we have the New York Times Travel Show where we will um, show people how our wellness sprays are really great for travel. Wow. I was just so impressed when you told me you're in Singapore. It's like, whoa. Can't wait to go. Come with me. <laughs> Little girl from New Jersey goes to Singapore. <laughs> uh, so why Singapore again? Well, when you work with the U.S. commercial services from the United States, you choose different countries that it might not be so difficult to register your products in. And supplements in some countries. I tried to start with the Caribbean so I could go there. I was going to say, plus you always wanted to go to Singapore. Absolutely. So I tried to start in the Caribbean, but they register, most of the countries register supplements as drugs. So that was a no. And there's, like you know, many, many business decisions to make as you go along. And the U.S. Commercial Services, trade.gov, has been holding my hand, um, helping me work directly with the embassies in various countries. And Singapore came up as a really great country to work with but also not so hard to register the supplements and very, very health aware. So it just really worked out. I had about 10 companies I spoke to after an elder care event. What is the benefit of the oral uh, absorption as opposed to taking a pill form supplement, like more of a digestive tract supplement? Well, you just kind of answered it yourself. You're dependent upon your digestive tract and the juice is there to break down the ingredients in that pill or capsule, the binders and fillers. Our products have no binders or fillers. And when you spray it in your mouth, similar to sublingual, but even better, the sides of your mouth has something called the oral mucosa, and it absorbs right into your bloodstream. 
if I were looking to find these supplements, what, what type of stores would I find them in or do I find them online? Well, we're not really going retail at this point. We've been online. We've been at trade shows. We could go to, you could go to spectraspray.com and order directly through our business. They're manufactured in the United States and we'll be happy to send them to you. And how are you getting the word out, especially like a DTC brand? Uh, you know, How are you getting that message out and how are you connecting with the folks that are really looking for that wellness? Thank you for streak? asking that because I started with DTC see direct to consumer. And I really didn't have the funding. It's not my IP. I don't have the patent. It's my brand. So I've done some of that, but now I'm shifting more towards distributors. So I'm not really getting the word out to consumers as much unless I'm at a trade show or some type of a health and wellness event. So now we're shifting more towards growth. We've had huge growth in the last year. And I do think the answer is in distributors that already have a certain market and want to bring our unique sprays into their market, especially travel. That's our focus now because they're TSA compliant. So TSA compliant, can I carry it in my purse? Absolutely. Oh, that's even better. Even the CBD spray. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask you, what's your favorite supplement? I would say B12 for me um, because I tend to be deficient and it kind of gives- So what does B12 do? B12 gives you energy, clarity of thinking, also helps your sleep because you can be deficient in B vitamins and, and that could affect your sleep. Sleep support's great too, though. That's one of our best sellers along with CBD. So- You're in Singapore. Where are you going next? Um, We have earmarked Italy- Finland and Denmark for our international partner searches through the U.S. commercial services. So we'll see how it goes there as far as registration. What was your framework of thinking how to go to new markets and find new distributors? A couple of different things came into play, but most importantly, they have some tools through the U.S. commercial services that so many people, so many small businesses don't realize there's so many services available to you for free. So even if you want to pay $1,000 to check out how to get a partner in a certain country, they can do a lot of the legwork, and $1,000 is not a lot of money. So they helped me with a tool. One of their interns or assistants plugged in certain parameters for me. The only thing they don't really plug in is how hard it is to register the supplements in those countries. So they looked at things like um, spoke the same language, Um, the VAT taxes, tariffs. Are there currently companies there that are selling similar products? Some pretty good things. So it's a good start. And then I had to do the rest of the research. You've made phenomenal progress. Your sales are going through the roof. You're going global. What's the future for Spectra Spray? Well, we want to continue to change lives. We're looking for other distributors that have the same mission and vision as we do. We have other markets like dysphagia market where people cannot swallow pills and have serious medical issues Our new distributor in Singapore is actually going to be participating in the 2020 Aging Asia event in May. And I'm very excited about that because this whole company started with a passion to really change lives. So people who need vitamins like us, we're all quite healthy. We're quite functioning quite well. It's nice. It enriches our life. It makes our travel better. But those people who can't swallow, who are nutrient deficient, who are really suffering, maybe had a stroke or something like that, can really benefit from our sprays. Thanks so much for coming back to Passage to Profit. Great to see you again. Thank you. I appreciate and it. Congratulations on that. And we hope to have you back again soon. Love to m- do it. Thank you so much. With more good news. Janet Ryan, tell us where our listeners can reach you. Okay, they can reach us. They can go to our website at spectraspray.com. That's S-P-E-C-T-R-A, spray.com. Or they could call our 800 number, 800-964-0650, and one of our staff will help you there. You're listening to Passage to Profit, the Inventor's Show with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt. We'll be right back after this message. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley's the Inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, Contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. 
Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. The Inventor Show on WOR 710. If you miss part of it, don't worry because it'll be out on a podcast tomorrow. Our presenter now is Robin Hoy, and she is going to get down and dirty. <laughs> she is talking about PuroClean. Welcome, Robin. Thank you very much for having me on here. I'm very excited to be here. And yes, my job is a dirty job, I have to say. So PuroClean is a franchise, but I own one of the franchises in New Jersey, and we actually do dirty things all day long. Please tell us more. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we actually go into people's homes or commercial spaces and we clean up fire damage, smoke damage, water damage, and mold infestations as well as biohazard. So we do have a dirty job. So how did you get interested in this? Actually, uh, in 2010, my husband and I owned a construction business. And, you know, with the downturn in the economy, we were actually looking at different businesses. So we called up a franchise broker at the time, and he showed us a whole bunch of different jobs. And we thought PuroClean was a perfect fit for our skill set. So with a construction background that my husband had, and then myself with, I love to talk to people. I love marketing and things like that. So that's how we got hooked on PuroClean. What is a typical day like in your business? Every day is actually very different because emergencies happen all the time. So say you go home and you realize there's no water working in your house or something's wrong or you've actually seen water driplets on the outside of your house and you come inside to investigate and you have like four feet of water in your basement. So we have to drop everything and arrive on site to different people's houses. So we try to arrive on site to commercial buildings or residential buildings within four hours. So you never know on a day-to-day basis what your dirty job is going to be. What's the average ticket for your services? Industry-wide for a water loss, it's usually around $2,500. That doesn't sound too bad. I I thought you were going to say $25,000. Yeah, Yeah. I I was switching. Yeah. is your team, Robin? How many employees do you have? So we have about 15 employees right now, and that's not including my two sons. So we've groomed them in the business as well. And uh, my one, my youngest son actually did his college essay on hoarding and what it was like uh, to work on a hoarding job. So do people have specialties like, you know, smelly mold? They definitely have different skill sets. So women, a lot of times, are known for cleaning a lot better than men. So a lot of times we bring every all of our women staff members on cleaning jobs where we have to, for a fire job, it's actually a fire job, water job, and mold job. Because by the time the investigation team comes in to review a, a house, it's been a couple of days, right? So that water job that the firefighters use to put out the house with water then turns into mold because mold usually occurs within 72 hours of some sort of water loss. So not only are you cleaning all the soot damage, but you're cleaning up water and mold. So Robin, we did want to talk about one other thing. What can you do to promote your own self and how does the IP work into that? Puro Systems actually owns PuroClean. So they actually own the trademarks, the logos, taglines, manuals and training manuals. So we are actually given permission to use all that. So the franchisees have to follow the brand identity guide that they've created on how logos are to be used. So we can, you know, specific colors and things like that. We have to follow their guidelines, but we are licensed to use the intellectual property that Puro Systems has then created. So they provided us the shell of the website and a lot of content, but we can adjust all of our information on that. We can do marketing, business-to-business marketing, and, and things like that to promote our business. And that's why intellectual property for franchises is so important because you really have to represent your brand in a very consistent way among many different business owners because in order for the brand value to maximize, everybody has to be using the trademarks and the branding the same way. But that's one of the advantages, but it can also be a disadvantage for a franchise. You get the power of a national brand, 
but then you're also kind of constrained into what you can do. And so sometimes if you want to modify the intellectual property usage for a local area, then you have more constraints. But intellectual property for franchising, very fascinating topic. We're so glad that you brought it up. So where do people find you? What's your website? So our website is puroclean, P-U-R-O-C-L-E-A-N.com backslash R-S-N-J. Thank you very much, Robin. And we will be right back after this message. We have one more presenter who... It's another dirty story. <laughs> so you got to <laughs> so stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> so we'll be right back. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G. E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. To our third and final presentation this evening with Cliff Bettner. And we're going to get really dirty here. This is the dirtiest it's ever been on Passage to Profit. Cliff, tell us about soil. Thanks so much for having me. Soil Connect, in its most simplest form, is an innovative digital platform connecting those who have soil with those that need soil. It has created efficiencies and transparency in an industry that has not previously existed. So just going backwards a little bit, I'm a third generation builder and developer, grew up on the job site, and Soil Connect came to be because of a problem I had on my own site moving fill. Our audience is everyone and anyone that plays in the dirt. It includes excavation contractors, drainage contractors, builders, developers, landscapers, asphalt professionals, truckers, and pool guys. So Soil Connect is now around two years. Uh, We launched version one in May of 18, uh, well-received in in the industry. Uh, We now have uh, thousands of users on our site. We've posted uh, millions of yards of soil aggregates and other materials. And we will very soon have a a lot more uh, information about our evolution of our platform, and we look forward to moving forward with it. So, Cliff, you had mentioned you're a third-generation builder, and it seems very clear that this was built out of your own frustration with the status quo, if you will. What was the alternative before you created Soil Connect? Uh, Thank you, Thomas. It's great. Great question. So the old days of moving soil is calling people at night. So I I reference at night because back in the old days, I I know this is going to be hard here, but there wasn't always cell phones, guys. And so at night, my father would call around to his other builders and developers and contractors who needed fill and when they needed to fill. And so not a lot has changed since the old days. The only thing really that has changed is instead of calling people at night, now we can call people during the day because we have cell phones. So what Soil Connect is really doing is it's creating the transparency. Our platform is very simple to use. Couple of inputs, where the soil is located, the type of soil, how many yards of material you need to move, when you want to move it, and you post it out there. And through our matching technology, you are automatically matched with the other side of the transaction. And so those people communicate with themselves to whatever the deal might be. So we also talk about that soil is not really soil. Soil is a commodity, everybody, and it's bought and sold every single day on three concepts supply, demand, and maybe the most important, timing. So one day, you might be paying to get rid of the material, 
But on another day, because somebody else has a need for what you have, somebody might be paying you. So it's very tricky, and Soil Connect is helping everybody with the transparency and the efficiency, making everybody more profitable. All right, let me just get a little bit clearer on what kind of soil you actually move, because this seems like tinder for dirt, which I'm totally here for. Um, but I'm curious to know, like, what separates How do you like your me? soil? Yeah, you know, like, is it muddy? Is it topsoil? Does it have growth nutrients in it? You what? know, is it backyard mud pies? Like, what are we moving here? Well, we're a little bit different than Tinder because we don't swipe right, mm. okay? But we have 15 different types of soils, whether it be clean fill, whether it be topsoil, whether it be screen topsoil or regular topsoil. We also have... Um, bog we have clay so we have 15 different types of materials and also now because we're nationwide what we've done is we've created different regions within our platform so if you're in the northeast you push the northeast region and you have a drop down menu with different soil types when you go to the southwest region you have different soil types there as well and so we're adding and changing um, names and materials as we continue to grow throughout the country are you providing the transportation or you're just providing that connection and the, the two parties then figure out the transportation? What, what are the logistics there? Version one and version two is simply like you just said, it's a platform. We're, we're putting buyers and sellers of materials all in one place and they are figuring out the logistics, as you say, themselves. Version three, which is being worked on, I'm gonna tease you a little bit with that, talks a lot about the logistics of, of moving the material, as well as some other very interesting new features coming for us. Yeah, because it seems like you could partner with the excess capacity of you know truckers that you know have downtime that want to move stuff around. Exactly right. It, it's a supply and demand dynamic, and it's timing, guys. It's all about the timing of who has trucks available, who has the material available at that time, at that place. But yes, logistics of moving the material is coming soon with our platform. Now, stop me if this is a little bit too forward, but I'm curious as to, like, what's your take? If this guy has dirt and soil, excuse me, I want to be politically correct to all the soil <laughs> Americans out here. If this person has soil and this person needs soil and your platform is basically the brokerage, what's your cut? So right now we're free. We want our platform to be completely frictionless. We want to grow. We want to expand. We want to scale. Mm. Okay, the monetization of for Soil Connect in the future is going to be exactly what you're suggesting, is that at a point in time, we will be collecting a fee for putting the material out there on our platform. Okay, so we are in essence, I'll use the word similar to our other guest here in preview where they have a tech enabled real estate business we are going to be a tech enabled construction platform where you'll be able to transact with soil aggregates and other types of materials really fascinating subject and when you talk about tapping an un unmet need this is the winner by far i can't tell you how many times i've driven past piles of dirt with the sign free dirt on it and i always wondered what happened to it and you're figuring out a way to monetize it so kudos to you where can consumers and connoisseurs of dirt find you very simple it's a soil connect one word dot com well we hope you run a clean business we do <laughs> we do you're listening to Passage to Profit, The Inventor Show with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt. We'll be right back. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit 
visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. And this was The Dirty Show. (laughs) To summarize, Tom Kutzman from Preview described how he's turning the world of real estate on its head. And you can find Tom at Preview.com. P-R-E-V-U.com. And Janet Ryan updated us on her significant progress with her spray vitamins, Spectra Spray, S-P-E-C-T-R-A-S-P-R-A-Y.com. And then we had Dirty Jobs with Robin Hoy of PuroClean. That's PuroClean, P-U-R-O-C-L-E-A-N.com. And more dirt with Cliff Fetner with Soil Connect, SoilConnect.com. And we can't forget about David. Anderson, the business bully, too. We really do want to thank everyone who participated today. I mean, we just love hearing about the future every time we do this. Dave came from Philly. Tom came all the way from Fifth Avenue. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us came from out of state. New New Jersey. Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) But we love being in the entrepreneurial space, so we love doing the show. And it's really thanks, guys, for showing up. And our new motto is look into the future when you can. Thanks a lot, Tom, for coming and joining us, Dave. Do you guys have any final words of wisdom for our listeners before we take off this evening? Tom, I yield. Yeah, I would say uh, to all entrepreneurs out there, just uh, if you have a crazy idea, go for it and just make sure you have the data to back it up when you go to pitch it to an investor. I'll say that the most important thing you can do for yourself is investing yourself and be okay with being first. A lot of times people get spooked because pioneers get scalped and settlers prosper. I've been a pioneer in a lot of stuff and some of those things have made millions without me and others have made millions with me. At the end of the day, it's about you sticking through the fight. Entrepreneurship is not fun. It's not a cute little 45-minute segment on a TV show. It's actual work. So you have to be able to ride that wave. And if you don't go and get yourself some nice clothes at the winstonbox.com and put in that keyword bully, you're going to miss out on some fashionable threads like the ones I'm wearing that you can only imagine if you're listening to this. And you can find Dave Anderson, the business bully, online everywhere, pretty much. Everywhere and on his new TV network, too bbn.tv so make sure you tune in on amazon roku you know the whole ball of wax we have a few more people to thank we'd like to thank our media maven kenya gibson our producer noah fleischman rob our engineer and the whole iheart team and don't forget to join us next week for another excellent show with fascinating fantastic people And listeners, you can start thinking about coming on the show and what you want your business to be. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Passage to Profit, The Inventor Show, WOR710, The Voice of New York. 